Hey everybody, thanks for joining us on the Shift Health Coach Podcast. Today we have Jackie Stevens back with us from the Lingenome Metabolism Plan and we're talking about metabolic diets and how oftentimes on social media we have young men mansplaining essentially how women's hormones will work and why everything that we have done hasn't worked but their products, their supplements will somehow work. So join us today as we discuss all of this with Jackie Stevens. So let's talk about men and explaining women's hormones. I know we were basically, we were having a joke one day on the phone about this and I get so irritated by it because I feel like it's all over Instagram and it's like fitness guys mansplaining how women's hormones work. So I noticed this a few years ago, there was this, um, there was this metabolic renewal and about how your metabolism is, you know, controlling your weight loss. And if you can't lose weight and you're working out and you're eating healthy, it's because of your metabolism and you're not working out appropriate for your metabolism, which all of that on Instagram sounded fantastic. At this point, I was crossfitting three to four days a week. I was gaining weight. I was eating all the perfect foods, I thought. (laughs) And I was like, okay, it's got to be my metabolic system. So I went through and they had this little quiz. So you go through this quiz and like, now, mind you, they were advertising this for people that work out and eat healthy that are still not having weight loss. Yet, when you get to the quiz, one of like the second or third questions is, why don't you work out? And I was like, mother, I got so aggravated and so pissed off. And then like the next question was like, why don't you eat healthy? And I was like, son of a bitch. I'm like, if I eat another kale and quinoa salad, I'm going to choke somebody with it. <laughs> so then you get through this whole quiz. Like it was so much anxiety going through this quiz. You get through this quiz and it was basically almost like a low carb diet. I was like, you mother. I was so mad because they said all the right things. And then they talked about confusing your your um your metabolism. And it went into the whole mesomorph, endomorph, you know, your three, uh, you know, metabolic types and stuff like that, you know. And it was just, it was so frustrating that I was just like, and that's actually why I ended up calling Lynn when I worked with Lynn years ago, because I was like, oh my God, I was just, I was so pissed off. But um, <laughs> it's interesting because every now and then, like I see this person back on Instagram and yeah. they're like mansplaining how our hormones are. And they're like, um, I just listened to one of their things and it's like, you know, when they were talking about hormones and they kept the guy kept saying they, you know, and they get really bloated. And I'm like, dude, you're talking to me, not they, you asshole. <laughs> I was so irritated. But it's so often that we have these fitness trainers and, you know, even sports nutritionists or, you know, trained sports nutritionists and dietetics that feel like as men in their fucking 30s have to mansplain how our cycles work and it's just I want to strangle them because it's like dude you have a 24-hour cycle I have a 24-hour cycle within a 28-day cycle that goes within like three different cycles of your entire lifetime ass like seriously the the 
it's just not an apples to apples correlation. So like, unless you actually specialize in hormones, I don't want to hear you talk about my cycle. Like, I don't care if you're whatever gender you identify as. I really don't care. But please don't pretend like you know more about my cycle. One, if you don't have a, a cycle like mine, that that's the first red flag. But I can get over that if you actually know what you're talking about. Like, and, and frankly, like stuff, like what you're talking about, where they're advertising it to people who are actually, Oh, you're exercising and you're eating healthy and you're not seeing results. And then you do this quiz and it's like, why aren't you (laughs) eating healthy? Why aren't you exercising? Like, um, and then on top of which they're, once you do their stupid quiz, they're not really giving you any information that's actually helpful. Like that's just, it's such a disservice to people. I mean, people are looking for real answers and real help um, for what they have going on. And it's, it's just such a, a saddening thing. And that's the problem here. Like, you know, it's not about, although we man, although (laughs) men do typically mansplain (laughs) in general, they do, they do typically mansplain in general. Um, it's not about your, your gender. It's just about, you just don't know, you know, Um, you don't, you're not actually offering real help or real information. Like it's, it's just not okay or appropriate or helpful. So get out of here. Like, just stop. (laughs) It's an immediately no. (laughs) And and I think that's what it is because then they'll always start off. Well, like my mom, my sister, my, and it's just like, you, you need to take a back seat because there are so many women out there that are, you know, I'm a big fan of Dr. Stacy Sims and the work that she has done with female hormones and athletes and, and, you know, everything that she's been doing, let them speak. The yeah. ones that can really under understand it to the point of, yeah, if you're, you know, um, if you're a doctor in even if you're a man and you've gone through hormones and you know, you, you have this wealth of knowledge, great. But when it comes to certain things, just let some of the people that are actually going through it, speak a little bit about it. Right. Like, like we have some firsthand experience Mm -hmm. maybe, which might be a little bit better than your anecdotal version. (laughs) That's secondhand at best from your mom, your sister, your aunt, your cousin, your girlfriend, whatever. Um, (laughs) because we're experiencing firsthand, but you know, whatever. Um, But beyond that, like when we're talking about um, metabolism, like that's so individualized. Like, like when you're talking about um, go back to your mesomorph or your endomorph, like it's not that that information isn't, doesn't have some value because it does. And that's, that's the hard part is, The generalized stuff does have some value. It just doesn't necessarily extrapolate to your individual needs. And that's the problem, right? Like, you know, if you're, if you're looking at those body types, you're, you're not necessarily, it's like, it's like using BMI. It's just not necessarily it. It's just not a good tool. Um, And there's a lot of problems with BMI (laughs) that go well beyond. And I would I would actually say probably that's probably not the best comparison because BMI is just, frankly, it's garbage. (laughs) Um, But, but maybe, maybe it's like looking at your body fat, which is actually an accurate evaluation. 
um, but without the context of everything else, you know. And I think that makes a good point because, I mean, you have every woman in the world, right? And you're going to put them into a package that was designed for man or woman. Like, I think that's my problem when it comes to endomorph, mesomorph and stuff like that. It's you're not disseminating between men and women. It's everybody in the entire world can fit into (laughs) one of three areas. Absolutely not you, but no freaking way. I have a hard time now to be able to use that and say, okay, somebody that is an endomorph type, maybe we do have to confuse their system a little bit more. Maybe we have to back down the working out because they're not at that athlete stage. So working out an hour with hard cardio is probably not going to be the best for them. Is there something there? Yeah. But to be able to put everybody in a box and be like, oh, I have the solution for you. It's just it leads to that whole failure. And I feel like they're just making money off of the problems women are struggling with. It truly is. I mean, to even if we work within what let me just pull up into more for a second. Uh, Sorry, there's a bunch of ads. So by design too, might I add? Yeah. (laughs) Because I've never met somebody that talks about all of this and then doesn't sell a supplement. So, so, I mean, let's see, ecto endomorphs. So endomorphs are like defined as a medium to large bone structure and more body fat than other types. And then women who are endomorphs are often described as curvaceous or full figured. And then endomorphic men might be considered stocky, doughy, round. Um, They usually have narrow shoulders, but wider hips and carry any excess weight in the lower abdomen, hips and thighs. And then it's often challenging for them to lose weight. But with the right diet and training approach, it can be done. Um, Well, that last sentence could be applicable to every person in the world. Um, So that's. First of all, that last sentence is garbage. (laughs) Um, But second of all, I mean, you're talking about like you're grouping people like just off of the top of my head. There could be so many different reasons for you to have a medium to large bone structure and more body fat than others (laughs) that have nothing to do with diet and exercise. There's, there's so many different reasons. One, it could be genetically predisposed, um, medical conditions, uh, your cortisol levels. <laughs> uh, those are just a few things. Um, and then if we're talking about right diet and right exercise, um, that's where we, where, you know, that I'm going to say that that is going to be very individualized because yeah. that's, and I would be interested when they came up with these three body types, I would be interested in finding out what studies were done and how many women were included in said study. Right. Because historically speaking, white males <laughs> is what most medical data was built on. What, what, what there was, I think it was on the keto diet. One of the studies were done in the sixties. Now mind you, that was a neurological study. Like it was for neurological, but it was funny. It was 99 white bankers. 99 white men bankers. So this study that all these keto dieters refer to, it was 99 white men bankers. I mean, well, even even like the, the like eat for your blood type, like, or let's talk about intermittent fasting, or let's talk about, you know, caloric restriction. I mean, there's so many issues or paleo or low FODMAP, um, eating gluten free without being a celiac. 
Um, uh, yeah. Oh gosh. Don't even get me started on, um, lectins. Oh um, my God. Yeah. That's a whole, <laughs> that Dr. could be a Gundry. whole episode okay. on that. <laughs> but like each of these things, I'm not saying that they necessarily don't have a, have value in their studies, but like to say that they work blatantly or are a healthy quote unquote diet, um, for somebody to follow is not, it's just not accurate. And frankly, it's, um, Oh, what's a nice word for it? <laughs> um, it's more than a disservice. It's 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 frankly harmful to be saying blanket statements like that. Yeah. And and that's that's my problem is that, you know, certainly could could any of these things work for certain people? Um, sure, with certain conditions, absolutely. Um, in fact, you know, fasting tends to work better for men than it does for women. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, um, could that have something to do with our different cycles in hormones? Hmm. Gee, I wonder. Um, right. And hormones. And that's what I'm saying. I think a lot of this, the, it's, it's the smallest piece of the puzzle and, yeah. you know, it might have something to do with it, but it's just, there's so much, there's so many more variables that come into place. Dr. Stacey Sims is realizing that when we work out, that when you're timing your workouts through your cycle and how you're training based on your cycle timing and how that can fuel, you know, growth. And it's just, it's amazing. So to take all that complex knowledge and be like, nah, it just comes down to three types. It's just, (laughs) it's a disservice. And I think, you know, to what you were saying, we need to really kind of embrace and really, you know, as consumers, really understand what are we listening to? Because I know a lot of these plans are out there. I shouldn't say plans because I don't want that to get confused with Lynn Janae's plan. But um, there's so many of these diets out there that, you know, it's so much misinformation or only part information. And you have to realize they're making millions off of this. And, you know, they're selling supplements and all of them do. You know, you look at metabolic renewal, selling supplements, you live a metabolic living, selling supplements, V shred, selling supplements. And these are all they're all men talking, explaining women's hormones and how their metabolic type affects their oh darn. And it's funny because really I should just unfollow them. But at the same time, this is what people that come to me and you yeah. are listening to. And it's just we have to unravel the misinformation. And I think that's one of the reasons why I kind of fell in love with the Lynn Janae plan is because it takes all of that information, tosses it out the window and says, okay, let your body tell us what it wants. Let's look at the data because it, it doesn't matter if salmon is really healthy for, or a really great food for people in Alaska. doesn't matter because you're, you're not, are you an Inuit? <laughs> You know, like, do you live in Alaska? <laughs> do you have the genetic predisposition to digest that food? Right. Um, or like, you know, all of the, or like um, quinoa, which is really popular. Um, are, I'm sorry, are you from South America? You know, again, I don't have any problem with those foods or per se, like any sort of diet necessarily. Right. Um, I have a problem with you saying that it's healthy, not you specifically. Right, yeah. The royal you, if yeah. you will. Any person saying that it's healthy and that it'll work for everyone in Mm -hmm. any season of life or all the time, because that's just not fair and it's just not accurate. 
Um, and that I agree. That's what drove me to the plan um, okay. and why I fell in love with it um, because it is data driven, but it's individually data driven. Yeah. So we're, we're not throwing out, you know, the value or the information of these things, but we're only what is more important is what your data is saying. Yeah. And I think that's a really important part that you're, you know, talking. I mean, we're making fun of men mansplaining yeah. our hormones, right. but, yeah. you know, if you're a woman and you are suffering from just confusion, you don't know what to eat, you don't know how to work out. You know what? I always tell somebody the first thing you do for anything is go get your blood test done. Like, let's see where you are, because so many times I think we blame hormones on things that it might not necessarily be right. hormones. Right. They get you know, about out and it's not necessarily them. Oh, absolutely. And because I think and I know we you see it a lot at the plan is stress plays probably one of the biggest roles when it comes to the inability to lose weight. And that's based on biology. Our body will never release weight when we are in a stress state because stress state means fight or flight. So yeah. our body's not going to be like, hey, let me drop these five pounds because that lion might be chasing me for three days and I need to be running. Our body's never going to do that. Our body's never been designed to do that. So to expect to lose weight in a stress state, that's like trying to row up a stream with half a paddle. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> um, I mean, it's one thing like if you had a stressful day or a stressful event and it's a one-off, that's normal, right? That is life. But if you're living in a state of chronic stress, so like your job is super duper stressful, you, you're always putting out fires, you're always feeling anxious or stressed, you're having difficult sleeping, uh, insomnia, you're or or you're having instead of anxiety, you're having depression, or you're having both, you know, um, or you're noticing like really big emotional shifts. Um, like those are all things that are like pretty big indicators that something is off. Now, could it be hormones? Sure. Absolutely. It could be. Um, could it be stress? Sure. Absolutely. It could be stress. Um, could it be both? <laughs> could it be your thyroid? Sure. Absolutely. Could it be some of the foods that you're eating like goitrogens? Are they suppressing your thyroid or are you having a reaction to them? One of the, one of the fun funniest things I thought when I first found out about goitrogens and like was learning about them, uh, which is just a food, a goitrogenic food is a food that has a depressive effect on the thyroid. Okay, there's a common list, but really any food can do it. But there's a common list of goitrogenic foods. Okay, um, for those of us listening that maybe aren't nutritionists. <laughs> um, but walnuts, walnuts are very common goitrogen. And what's hilarious um, or fascinating, maybe is a better word um, for it, what's fascinating about walnuts is that people, if they don't work for them, they very commonly cause a depressive or um, mood shift. That's cool. And it's very, it's just a, it's a very common response. Does that mean that they won't work for you? No. Does it mean that if they don't work for you that that they'll happen? No, absolutely not. But that is a very common shift for people that they are reacting to it in a negative state. Really, any food can do that. Um, for me, if I eat bread, so sad. It's so sad. Like 10 years, no bread. No, I'm oh, just. No. Um, but really, it, it, I really do have a difficulty with wheat in all forms of, of wheat. Um, and I've made my peace with it sort of. Um, but for me, it's so inflammatory that not only 
could I get it? I can get away with it as a one-off, like potentially, and just like have disrupted digestion or like something very mild. But if I do it any more than that, then I'll have eczema. I'll, um, I'll, I might trigger a migraine. Um, I might trigger some, a depressive episode. Like, and so it depends on how inflamed I am. And it'll go down to, you know, varying levels of extremes. So could that be something that you're, you know, you're experiencing in this confusion of what's going on? Um, so I mean, the the blood work is a great, it's a great suggestion, like actually getting your, your blood work done to see, you know, if you're questioning something, you're like, I'm doing all these things. And it just doesn't, that's not a bad idea. Um, it's not a bad idea at all. Um, actually start tracking your information. That's a good one. You know, that's a really good thing. So track your BBT, which is your temperature. First thing in the morning, you always want to do it in your armpit. Okay. Other, don't listen to anybody to telling you to do it orally um, for accuracy purposes. You want to do an armpit reading first thing in the morning before you get out of bed, before you remove your covers, you know, eat first in the morning after, you know, elimination, if you will. <laughs> um, and, and start tracking, you know, your other things. Like, how did you sleep? Did you drink water yesterday? <laughs> Um, well, and that's another good one with water and sleep. Like so many of us aren't drinking enough water and sleep is another one. I think it goes along hand in hand with stress. I mean, if you are not sleeping, your body cannot repair, your body cannot release weight. It just can't happen. Biologically, it can't happen. Well, yeah. If you're stressed out and also a lot of times stress and sleep go hand in hand. If you're stressed out, you're not sleeping. And if you're not sleeping, you're stressed out. Correct. Yes. So it's just, you know, start simply, right? Yeah. You know, get an idea where your blood work is, you know, have an idea of what you're eating, where your body's sitting, how you're feeling when you're eating certain foods and making sure you're hydrating, you're getting sleep and you're monitoring that stress. I mean, I think if you just start off there, you're already so far ahead than purchasing some hundred dollar program of some 30 year old guy telling you, to work out 15 minutes, three times a week. Now I will say, I totally agree with that part of their plan, but maybe, maybe not depending on who you are. (laughs) Well, right. And then 15 minutes, three times a week, that would work for most people. Really. It would. There's some people that are more athlete, you know, built to be athletes and they might need more. And there's some people that, you know, are very stressed and might need less, um, or deconditioned and might need less, um, or both (laughs) really. Um, so, you know, three times a week is a great, that's, Mm -hmm. um, um, that's pretty good general advice. It just doesn't, again, it's general advice. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't go into, well, are you an athlete or are you deconditioned or, um, it doesn't, it doesn't talk about what types are actually effective. You know? Exactly. And it doesn't tell you if you're already super stressed out and your hormones are all over the map that even three days a week for 15 minutes might be wrong. You might have to back it up to like some yoga moves and de-stress before you can even begin to do something like that, depending on where you're coming from. That's where I like to see people, uh, you know, when I'm talking to people, uh, to clients, I like to like talk about, you know, joyful movement and the different it, difference in like what your body perceives as movement versus perceives exercise um, and talk about like systematically testing things because that's where you get real information um, and really know, you know, if this is helping or if it actually, if it only worked as a one-off because of these other factors. 
you got to realize too, if you, let's say you're a nurse and you work a third shift and you're running 20,000 steps every night, just back and forth from room up and down, you know, like so many nurses do even that 15 minutes of working out. If you're so stressed out and not sleeping might be too much. It might need to be an eight, 10 minute restorative yoga to go to sleep. And that might be more helpful than you doing a 15 minute hit workout three times a week. Like let's try, let's try some yoga. Let's try some Tai Chi, you know what I'm saying? Like something that's much slower, um, or even doing like a micro workout, like Mm -hmm. where you're incorporating like these tiny little bursts of movements into your day. Um, you know, I, I actually, I love people that track their steps. Like that's a really effective way to hone in on the amount of movement that your body perceives as exercise, um, versus, is, yeah. you know, not, not stressful. Oh, um, absolutely. The tolerance, your tolerance to exercise varies from person to person and it's going to vary in seasons. Yeah. You know? um, and that's, that's something to consider too. Like what works for us when we're kids or teenagers or in our, you know, young twenties, it's not going to be the same. It's just not as when we get older um, and go through different seasons. Like, it's just not. Our bodies change. And so our expectations have to change. Just like what's available to us food-wise in spring, summer, winter, fall. (laughs) Like, duh. You know, when you start to think of it like that, like, oh, well, that makes more sense. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's, you know. Well, I think this is great because I think it, you know, we had some fun, man, you know, making fun of the men and our hormones, but I think we gave some really good information and, you know, anybody listening, Jackie, if they want to hook up with you and start working with you, because I know this is really, this is what you guys at the Lynn Janae plan, you really focus on hormones and what works for your body and where you are. So how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's our focus is individualized nutrition, individualized information specifically, you know, we're having you track the data. So it's what is working for you. You can contact us via phone or email or go to the website www.lynchene.com. That's L-Y-N-G-E-N-E-T.com. Um, um, the s- simplest email is info at lynchene.com um, and the office line. And I'll have all those links down in the show notes. So don't worry about trying to grab a pen, trying to write that all out. Just go to the show notes, click the link, and it'll take you right there. But I just wanted to thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, it's always a pleasure.